Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It is Greg and Steph. We're in studio live. Derek is spinning the dials. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for your great work, Derek. And we are blessed to have with us today one of our Direct Line sponsors, Bean Han. Welcome back to Direct Line. Thank you for having me back. Always love to be here. It's the uh, first Thursday in June. Stephanie, uh, you just mentioned off air, we're almost halfway through the year. We are halfway through the year. Hard to believe. Hey, I've already started thinking about Christmas Eve. Yes, which is going to be on a Saturday. Ew, boy. Christmas Ew. Day is a Sunday this Ew. year. So. Oh, boy. See, and what's weird is that's the reaction of most people, but I actually love it. I actually yeah. think it's awesome that Christmas Day is on Sunday morning. So, hmm. yeah. And, you know, one of the challenges hmm. that churches face, mm-hmm. one of the trends, I should say, that's developed is to not have services on Sunday when Christmas falls on a Sunday. Hmm. And uh, that that's not my go-to at right. all, you know, but right. there are many churches that are saying we want to be family friendly. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to close our doors mm-hmm. on that Sunday mm-hmm. and let families uh, celebrate together. What mm-hmm. do you think of that, Stephanie? Oh, I think we'll have church. Yeah, well, I know. But what do you think <laughs> about that idea? Oh, that I, concept? I get it, especially people with small children. Yeah. I, I yeah. get that. But, you know, I think when you have a church that offers several different options and different yeah. hours, um, yeah, it's 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 good to go to church on right. Christmas. I agree. So. so you want to tease Christmas no. Eve? You say you've been thinking about it. <laughs> no, so. I'm just saying. I'm okay. thinking about it. Yeah. it. It comes so fast, and I, I can't believe we're halfway through the year. Countdown is on. Well, hey, yeah. I have a lot of things that I want to talk okay. to the two of you about. Bean's going to be with us all morning long, mm-hmm. but I want to start. I was not at church Sunday. Right. I was in New England, had a great trip. I'll talk about that later in the mm-hmm. show, but uh, I didn't have a chance to actually watch the second church service until I think it was Tuesday afternoon, maybe mm-hmm. of this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday, we weren't in the office because of Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love the testimonies that you put together. We've been going through this whole life stewardship mm-hmm. series. And Sunday's focus was being a steward of my treasure. And yeah. Dale Daniel brought the message mm-hmm. from Second Corinthians chapters 8 and 9. And you know the call to be generous and the call to be faithful in our giving. Mm-hmm. But you talked with Brenda Brown, with Kent Reining, with Bean, and then you shared yourself mm-hmm. just how this idea of practicing stewardship in your life mm-hmm. practically plays out. Talk a little bit about what happened in services on Sunday with that. Well, you know, I, I prefaced it by saying there are certain things you're just not supposed to talk about, like women's right, weight right, and age right, and politics right, right. and money. Right. And so this is week two of money. And I think that um, money in the area of money offers the opportunity for us to really show how much we trust God. Right. And so um, we focused on the scripture that said that God is able to provide everything that you need. Um, And so I just asked these guys who I get to work with on a regular basis, you know, how has that verse been true in your life? And Kent uh, Reining talked about how it's been true in their family, how they've fostered and adopted, which Bean has done as well. But, um, you know, what in the world possesses you to, you know, your children are basically grown and almost out of the house and you start over with a couple little ones that you fostered and adopted. And then uh, Bean, as a business owner, talked about, you know, how, um, you know, that being a business owner, well, you can speak to that. Being gives you opportunities, maybe that that other people might not have. That you can be generous, a little bit more generous. Yeah, I mean, you 
you have to really because you're not just looking out for yourself and your own paycheck right you've got others who are depending on what you do right so doing that and and also trying to be a good community um you know participant yeah and, and do the things that's required there so yeah it can be a challenge yeah you, you really got to trust yeah and then Brenda Brown, you know, lost her husband six years ago. And I hadn't really heard her story yeah. until Sunday in my office. She was talking about, you know, her husband wasn't even really sick, just was having some minor problems and went to the doctor. And Like a week later. Five, five days, days later. Five yeah. days later, he, yeah. he passed away. And the opportunity that that provided her to trust in God, uh, you know, to the business that they were running. And yeah. um, and God took care of her. Yeah. And so then, and then my story just through divorce and how costly it Divorce is not just financially, but emotionally and spiritually, but the financial costs that you find yourself um, facing and how God provides. So, And, you know, watching online, Mm -hmm. and again, I'm really thankful for online worship. I don't think it's ideal. I think in person is ideal, but it was cool for me how whoever was doing the operating would shift to a different picture. Mm-hmm. And so Bean, when you're telling the story, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that was a, was that a picture of, of my uh, of small your business? Yeah, my home. yeah. No, when, no, no, no. Oh, no, that was my hometown church. Your church. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. And right. then when Kent, it was a picture of his family mm-hmm. and then with Brenda, it was her and her husband. And for you, it was a ledger. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that ledger. I thought that was a really cool, a cool well, visual. You know, it, I just had, it was a white envelope that I had 30 payments that I had to make to pay this lawyer bill. And yeah. they were quite significant payments, but yeah. I just, hand wrote every time I made a payment, a check, check, check. And yeah. um, I kind of lived by that envelope for 30 yeah. months. Yeah. And, uh, but I learned to be content. That right. that was my point, that I was thankful for that chair that I sat in for 30 months where I was able to work and pay off that bill. And I learned to be content, and I'm still sitting there, still typing away, doing the same job. So It hit me as I was watching that. And I, I think, again, I, I'm new around here, but I think one of the things that Second Church has done exceptionally well in the time that I have been connected with it is telling stories mm-hmm. of people. You know, one of the things mm-hmm. I did I had the opportunity to share with a brand new church in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And I shared one of our Christmas videos, mm-hmm. Aaron Hetrick's mm-hmm. testimony about love. How did that go over by the way? I really? Ask well, you. really okay, I mean, I, and I also told my story of being adopted right. and why I'm so passionate about right. the issue of life. And, uh, I mean, people were making a beeline afterwards mm. to then tell me their story. Mm-hmm. And again, I think we absolutely are a people of the book, of the right. Bible. We're there. What's Jesus telling us? You right. know, What's the Apostle Paul telling us? What's God's word telling us? But I think there's so much power in story when mm-hmm. you can say, being what moved me was the commitment you and your family made about the youth ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going right. to cover. And, and to say, we're making this on faith, mm-hmm. but God's blessing it through the whole thing. And I, I just, I don't think you can tell enough stories, I guess is my takeaway on that. I agree. I think, I think you can hear the preaching, you can sing the songs, you take communion, but when you, when someone that you know sits in front of you and tells a story, you kind of connect. Yeah. You connect. I'm not one of those that subscribes to the, if you give, God's going to give you back right. you know, multitudes. Right. I, th- I think like it's a formula, right? right. I right. think it changed. I, I think, you know, we knew we made this commitment so we've got to kick it up a notch, right. you know, to get things going. So not to say that we weren't blessed because of it, but right. I'm in no way saying, yeah, if you give, then you, yeah. God's going to give you back more mm-hmm. than you gave. And I want to make that right. clear. Yeah. Right. right. I, I do think that um, one of the real challenges, especially for younger Christians, is to say, I'm going to embrace this call to mm-hmm. generosity. Mm-hmm. You know, we struggled. You know, mm-hmm. we both grew up in the church our whole lives, uh, mm-hmm. had tithing, you mm-hmm. know, modeled for us. And, you know, mm-hmm. there was never really an option along those lines. But when you're not making much and you're trying mm-hmm. to start in life, I mean, mm-hmm. that's really 
it it's a challenge at times, but I think it is just encouraging when mm-hmm. you can look and see other stories. And I thought mm-hmm. each story was unique. Each mm-hmm. story looked at a different circumstance. Steph, mm-hmm. it was you in the aftermath of your divorce. Mm-hmm. Brenda, mm-hmm. the aftermath of her husband's death. You know, being new business owner. You know, Kent, family. I just mm-hmm. I, I love story, and mm-hmm. I guess that's the message I want to bring this morning is. If you have the opportunity as a church, man, tell stories. Right. Of course, be people of the book. Of mm-hmm. course, we're there to worship. Mm-hmm. You know, a big part of what we do at Second Church is uh, we we remember Jesus through the Lord's Supper right. every week. You never want to take away from that, but if the sermon goes from thirty to twenty and you're able to tell a poignant, mm-hmm. powerful story. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think everybody wins. I think right. So, so too. Yeah. I think it's good stuff. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's take a break a little bit early. When we come back, I want to talk about Monday. Monday was Memorial Day, mm-hmm. and being you also shared about Memorial Day. I want to talk about the history of it and why it's so important that uh, we never lose mm-hmm. sight of what Memorial Day is all about. Yeah. And I think there's even still confusion today. Mm-hmm. I think we mix up Memorial Day and the Fourth of July and Veterans mm-hmm. Day and want to talk really clearly about what Memorial Day is. It's direct line Thursday, June 2. We'll be right back after this. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June the 2nd. Greg and Stephanie. (laughs) June 2. Or June 2. (laughs) We're joined in studio by Bean Han and Bean. um, And you are someone that we lean on um, around Memorial Day, around Veterans Day, as someone that served our country in the... uh, Armed Forces, mm-hmm. why is Memorial Day important? Why is it something that uh, we take time every year to speak to uh, during a Sunday morning worship service? 
Uh, because I think uh, being able to gather and worship is one of the most important freedoms that we have. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we have those freedoms is because uh, men and women were willing to sacrifice their lives to, to provide us that. And they mm-hmm. still are. And still are. Still happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Steph, why do you think it's important to have it as a part of a worship service? Because I, I think it is crucially important. I mentioned it. Sunday mm-hmm. in New mm-hmm. Hampshire, not not a long time, but just the call to remember. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's important? Well, you just said that it's important to share our stories. And when you're on the stage on Sunday morning looking out, whatever your congregation is, whatever the size, there are always men and women who have, they've given, they've yeah. sacrificed, they've served. Yeah. And I think it's important to honor those that gave their lives. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's important. You yeah. know, I I, yeah. I attended a Mennonite church for a while when yeah. I was first married, and you wouldn't have heard a word about that in the Mennonite church. And is that because they're pacifists? They're pacifists. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I can respect their their stance, but I think when someone is willing to just 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 because they didn't actually die in service, they were willing to when they signed their name on the line. I'm assuming, Bean. I yeah. mean, yeah. when you sign your name on that line, you're saying this could end poorly yeah. and yeah. Sure. and just the fact that people are willing to do that and it's a you know it's it's not like i'm not comparing it to jesus and his sacrifice right. but right. it is a picture of yeah. of sacrificial love yeah. of country and Absolutely. love of your your fellow citizens so i think yeah. it's important to at least honor those people you know memorial day has only been a federal holiday since 1971 but um really a hundred years before that in the aftermath of the civil war mm-hmm. that's when you started seeing these remembrance mm-hmm. days these remembrance mm-hmm. ceremonies take place it was nor uh, originally known as decoration day right. yeah. mm-hmm. and one of the leading forces behind it was a general by the name of john a logan and he had Illinois roots. In fact, mm. there is a John A. Logan College down in Carterville, Illinois, not mm. far from Carbondale. And Carbondale is one of about 15 communities that claims to be the birthplace mm. of right. Memorial right. Day. I'm not, yeah, I think yeah. Waterloo, New York, someone finally said was mm. the place that mm. they would call. But um, it's interesting that for 100 years, these ceremonies, these gatherings mm-hmm. to remember took place but it didn't actually become a reality in Mm -hmm. terms of a federal holiday Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until uh, 1971. Richard Nixon finally said enough is enough and we're going to make it a Mm -hmm. federal holiday. Mm -hmm. Uh, It also used to be on May 30, which it was on May 30 this year, but it was on May 30 every year, Mm -hmm. no matter what day Mm -hmm. of the week it fell on. And in 71, or I think maybe in 68, they moved it to the last Monday in May. Stephanie, do you know why they moved it to the last Monday in May? You know why, Dean? I don't know. Yeah, they wanted the federal government employees to have three-day weekends. Uh-huh. So they okay. said, if we move it to uh, yeah. to that Monday, they'll all, and I think there are several holidays that are gotcha. that way that gotcha. they've moved to uh, to that time mm-hmm. frame. But I do think it's important. Bean, let me ask you, you're a veteran. Um, you didn't sacrifice your life, but um, you probably served with people who did. Do, do, does the church do a good job of um, recognizing? Does our country do a good job of honoring? What do you think? Oh, that's a tough one for me. Um, I never want to be. I, I don't. I don't feel comfortable being in a spot of honor, mm-hmm. but I do enjoy honoring the others. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I think. I mean, just recently, we really in our church started. Um, that hasn't always been the case that we've done a Memorial Day or a mm-hmm. Veterans Day thing. It's mm-hmm. relatively mm-hmm. new, and I think you have to be careful not to rah rah the war side of it, right? And be right. more on the sacrifice side of right. it and what mm-hmm. it meant, and mm-hmm. and always 
always elevate God and Jesus yeah. above whatever that was. And I make sure to do that yeah. every time. Give us just a quick kind of synopsis of what you were communicating Sunday. What you, you talked for four or five minutes, right. you know, what yeah. were you trying to communicate? Well, I was, well, like I said in that, the, as I get older, legacy is in my mind. Right. And so on a personal level, that legacy, what are my, what have I passed to my kids? What's good for them? But on a on a macro level, as a country, where are our values? What those people that sacrificed it all, yeah. did it for a reason, and right. are we squandering that reason, yeah. or are we valuing it enough? Yeah. And I worry the more time goes on, the less we value that. Yeah, I think that um, it, it is crucially important that as Christians we pause to remember in a variety of different ways. And I think we remember the men and women that paid the ultimate sacrifice. I think Veterans Day is a huge time because, right. you know, in China, there were people that worshiped on Sunday and they did mm-hmm. it in secret, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. They're, they're Christians and they're doing it uh, afraid that they may die. And we are blessed. Our country mm-hmm. is far from perfect. I mean, we're going to talk about something in the next segment mm-hmm. that is heartbreaking. So by no means am I, you know, euphoric saying everything is perfect. But man, there's no place else I'd rather be, you know, and I'm thankful that we have that freedom to gather. I'm thankful that, you know, I'm not being censored in what I say. You're not being censored in what you say. We pray that day never comes, of course, but um, I think it's crucially important. But uh, again, when it comes to our culture today, it seems like more and more people are saying, let's just forget about the past. Let's not worry about that. Um, and I, I just think that's a trend that is headed in the wrong direction. Yes. And I think it's crucially important mm-hmm. to take time mm-hmm. to pause and to remember. Mm-hmm. So um, I preached a sermon uh, years ago at Clinton, uh, five things the church can learn from veterans and just about their commitment, mm-hmm. about you know the fact that they're putting their life in harm's mm-hmm. way and tried to tie it in. And uh, I, I had multiple people respond positively, but I had one person just furious with mm-hmm. me, just really, really angry. Mm. This is inappropriate. There's no way that you can make any parallel connection whatsoever. And yet I think that's what Jesus did a lot. Jesus looked at his culture. He looked at his world. That's where a lot of his parables came from, was looking at the world in which he lived and Mm -hmm. how it played out. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I say, good job, man. Keep that going. And again, one of the blessings of this new reality that we're living in is all of our services are captured on video. So you can go back and watch it. You can go back and watch those testimonies. You can go back and watch that. Steph, do you go back and watch I do very not. often? I do not. Okay. I like the memory of what happened in the room in my head and the feeling that I had. Yes. It's different when you're sitting at home, yeah. not in community. It's right. so different when you're sitting in the community with, with the people. And, yeah. you know, like Brenda Brown saying his eye is on the sparrow and there yeah. was hardly a dry eye. Yeah. I mean, cause that was her husband's favorite song. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and just the, 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 the message of that yeah. God, if he, if he cares about what happens to a bird that falls out of the sky, of course he cares about what's happening to you when you lose your husband and, yeah. and you don't, your world is turned upside down. And yeah. so you don't get that feeling at home. <laughs> right. Right. And you know, I think more and more people are coming back. Yeah. You know, yeah. the people I'm hearing from right now that are so thankful for the online, it's not, I don't want to get up and go to church. Right. It's I'm battling cancer yeah. and I can't go. Yeah. Or, you know, I've got this health yeah. condition and mm-hmm. I'm not able or to. Or like you out of town. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, again, I love to visit other churches. I love that opportunity. Yeah. For the first time that um, I missed a Sunday two weeks ago when mm-hmm. we were in Iowa for our son's track meet, we intentionally, strategically said we're going to worship mm-hmm. online 
from our hotel room. It was different, mm-hmm. but I was glad that Jake Weiss preached that mm-hmm. day, so mm-hmm. it was an encouraging deal. Mm-hmm. But but I agree with you a hundred percent. There is no substitute for online or for uh, in in person. in person. There is no substitute right. for that community right. that right. you find. So, well, hey, let's go to break. When we come back, I want to talk about the the sad reality mm-hmm. of what's unfolded in our country the last mm-hmm. several weeks. Mm-hmm. Had another shooting yesterday mm-hmm. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I want to see if you two have any answers for us. I don't have any. Mm-hmm. I, I've been searching for answers. I'm not mm-hmm. sure I have mm-hmm. any, but I want to talk about it. It's direct line. Mm-hmm. It's Thursday, June the second. Greg. And Steph with our friend Bean Han. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Greg and Steph with our friend Bean Han from Han's Tank Wash, one of our sponsors. Bean, thank you for sponsoring Direct Line. Love being here and love what you guys do. One of the things I love is that you take your commercial time and you bless it with uh, you know, a ministry or nonprofit in our community right now. Uh, you're blessing the Women's Care Clinic. Some great things are happening there with yeah. new executive director Mariah Hanson and the team there. But Steph, we couldn't do it without our great sponsors. And you do such a great job well, sharing thank our you. sponsors. I, I don't. every week. You so, know, you know. I, I, I do Gene and Dina <laughs> Crandall, unfortunately. I don't know what's going on with my brain. <laughs> That's an easy one. Who are we saying thank All you right, to? So we're thankful for Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tank Wash, of course, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Dacia Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, and Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance. So, uh, man, it's been a tough uh, month of May. We're into June mm-hmm. now, but uh, we've had just some horrific uh, incidents mm-hmm. of violence mm-hmm. take place. Mm-hmm. You have the supermarket incident mm-hmm. 
in Buffalo. Do we know why that person traveled, what, 200 miles to go to that particular? We do. Do He wanted to shoot black people. I mean, yeah. Why that supermarket? Well, I don't know why that supermarket, but that neighborhood. Derek, you want to jump in? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I read into this. It was the highest population of the black community in that area. That supermarket is the most popular one in that area. Yeah. I mean, it was an intentional act of hatred toward black people. Right. Then you had the school shooting Mm -hmm. in Uvalde where you had a Hispanic shooter Mm -hmm. that uh, stuff's coming out on social media Mm -hmm. that uh, he was deemed most likely to be a school shooter. Mm -hmm. You know, it never got reported, never Mm -hmm. got out there. You know, he bought AR-15s on his 18th Mm -hmm. birthday and Mm -hmm. went in and just slaughtered children. Yesterday in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. there was a 35, uh, approximately 35-year-old black man that went in, shot. So I don't know that you can say it's this specific situation Mm -hmm. or that specific situation. Um, Steph, you and I were talking off air. Some people are saying young men are not well. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Mm -hmm. it's always challenging to, you know, in a country of over 300 million people to to say this is the one situation. Here's what I'm saying. It's just sickening Mm -hmm. to see it happen. And what do we do? What's the answer? Is there an answer? You know, I think in a, a lot of cases, we we as parents have become afraid to talk to other parents about what's going on with the kids. Yeah. Somebody knew. Yeah. And in every situation, in every situation, yeah. I, my kids are spread out from 35 to now 21 yeah. and grandkids younger. Yeah. And it gets worse. That's a long spread. Yeah. And with all of them, it's gotten worse with with my oldest I mean, a parent would come to you right quick and tell you when right. your child was being crooked. Right. By the right. time it got to the last one, yeah. the other parents are wanting to protect their children. Right. And that's doing them no good and doing the community no good. Right. Steph, you got any answers for us on this uh, first Thursday in June? Well, I don't. I mean, I think there are lots of there are a lot of issues. There's the gun issue with the school. Why wasn't the door locked? But some some something is happening in these people that is troubling it didn't just happen that that right. day that they, they didn't decide, wake up and say yeah, yeah they didn't wake up that day and say i'm going to do this and yeah. the disconnect or, or you know um i i agree with being it, it's on parents it's on grandparents it's on teachers it's on it's on people that have something to do with these kids to to say something's not right here right. and how can we help before yeah. it gets to that point yeah I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it, has there ever been a woman that's other women shooters? I mean, okay. I don't know. There? That's Derek, a great Derek question. Derek, you, yes. you're saying yes. <laughs> what do you got for us, man? Yeah, there, there are a lot of them. A lot of them get labeled as, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the mm-hmm. right yeah, word, yeah. but uh, there are a lot of women shooters. They don't get as much press okay. and okay. they're not as uh, spread out, but there are also a lot of problems in, uh, the community with women where uh, the ones who have the same kind of tendencies mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. end up with uh, shooters mm-hmm. end up uh, the problems with their kids mm-hmm. and okay. uh, the husbands, mm-hmm. that, okay. that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, for me, I think people want to say, do this one thing right. and everything's going to be okay. I don't think you know, it is one One thing. of the things they're saying is there needs to be stricter laws. And there may need to be. I'm not saying that there's not. But mm-hmm. here's what I would argue with that is... Again, this weekend in Chicago, it was a slaughterhouse, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Memorial Day weekend, death after death after Mm -hmm. death, 
to gun violence. Mm -hmm. The strictest gun laws in America are in Chicago. I'm not saying there shouldn't be laws. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. But I don't think that one thing is going to change things. Others are saying if you move it from 18 to 21. And that may be something that needs to happen. I'm not saying that. But Mm -hmm. to me, it's a much deeper issue than that. Mm -hmm. And as a person of faith and as a pastor, I think that um, there is a faith aspect to this. And that is why I am thankful for churches that are serious about children's ministry mm-hmm. and junior high ministry, senior high ministry. One of the reasons that my life was shaped like it was is because my parents said, you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. That this, is, mm-hmm. this is what our family is going to be a part of. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to be a part of. Now, is that uh, you know a magic situation? No. And it's not in every situation. No. But I do think that there there has to be a faith element to this. So thoughts, either one of you, along oh, those I lines? I believe so. I, 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 I think any of the gun talk and all of that, I mean, that's a chihuahua nipping at the heels, at the wheels of a semi. That doesn't do anything. If you, if you take that particular set of guns, they'll use another. Mm-hmm. You take all the guns, you can blow up a federal building with fertilizer. Right. So right. if they are bound and determined like these individuals seem to be to cause that much harm, they will do it. Yeah. And the only thing you're doing is harming law-abiding citizens yeah. who want to protect ourselves from, yeah. from people who want to do that kind of evil. So I'll never be on the side of the guns or the issue. Or, right, right. And I honestly have a problem with the age thing, too. I don't think yeah. you punish good people, good law-abiding people for what people who are do- doing the wrong thing do. I mm-hmm. just I just don't. If an 18-year-old can sign on the line and go defend this country, then he should be able to buy whatever weapon he wants. I mean, that's just me. I know I'm you know, well, in the D- decreasing David, majority. But. David French would agree with you, and I don't yeah. always agree with David French, right. but um, I, I read him a lot. I, I listen to him a lot. One of the things he said is if you're going to do that, then everything's got to move up to 21. You can't go into the military until you're 21. I I can't remember all the different things that he was Mm -hmm. saying, but you can't say to someone, you can go serve your country at the risk Mm -hmm. of your life, Mm -hmm. but you can't go down that road. And that's logic that I would say makes sense. Yeah, I think the creeping giving up of freedoms when I talk about that kind of stuff, I should not have to prove that I'm worthy. Right. I'm an American. Right. That makes me worthy. Right. If you don't want me to do something, you prove that I'm not worthy. Right. Right. And that's where we right. need to land. But we need to be more vigilant in that. Yeah. And when you see something, say something. There's yeah. people that knew these people were crazy. Yeah. yeah. They just did. Yeah. Well, the Buffalo and the Uvalde shooters absolutely had stuff all over social media. This was right. not a surprise to some people. Right. But obviously, um, law enforcement was not you know, alerted. And right. as a result of that, what, what, it makes it, what makes a young man say, I'm going to go shoot my grandma in the face. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The, you're not yeah. going to legislate it, that away. You can't, right. you right. can't fix not. that right. with no. a law. Yeah. But now you said something um, off air that I'm intrigued by. You said we got to lock the doors. We talked about arming schools. You know, there's, there's pushback to that. There's people that are well, saying that's not I think if you're going to have answer. armed people at, yeah. at stadiums and yeah. armed people at churches and yeah. You should, I think, put some money into have an armed person at the front door of your school. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, it was mind blowing. Unlocked to, yeah. door and unlocked door. That's the part that after what happened last week and the media coverage on it. Yeah, and of course it's horrific. Yeah, and and part of the focus was how did he walk in? The door was supposed to be locked. Right. I had a friend of mine in Virginia went to pick up her child. The door was unlocked. Yeah. And then I told you before we came on air, yeah. totally unrelated, kind yeah. of. Yeah. But a mountain lion wanders <laughs> into a high school in Northern California yesterday. Wow. How is that? Yeah. 
Yeah. How, how yeah. is that possible yeah. after what happened last week? Yeah. It just yeah. makes for a complete unawareness. Yeah. And and this can't happen to me. I grew up in Champaign. My my high school in Champaign, they have metal detectors. You've got to go through metal detectors mm-hmm. to come in. And yet there was pushback. There was resistance to that, saying that's not the type of environment that we want. Now, i got to tell you, as a parent, I think that is the kind of environment that I want if I'm going to send my child to school to know that that's a safe situation. I don't I don't know. Well, you let know? me scare you a little yeah, bit. When yeah. I went to high school, which is becoming increasingly distant <laughs> in the past, but yeah. you pull into our high school parking lot, yeah. and I guarantee you, seventy five percent of the vehicles there trucks had a yeah. had a rifle in the back yeah, right, window. Right. I mean, the, and nobody gave it a cell right. worried that right. somebody's going to go out there and get that weapon and come inside right. and shoot right. somebody. Right. It's not that. That's not what's changed. It's the hearts and minds that have changed. I agree with that, but I also think that the day is coming where that's what you're looking at. You know, we wrestled with that this year with Easter at the arena. You know. Mm-hmm. Do we have the metal detectors going or not? You know, I mean, I just, I think we're living in a different world, sadly, you know, and I I said years ago, I had some people really upset with me. This is when the whole steroid thing was really ramping up on the IHSA level. And uh, there was rumors that Walter Payton had died of steroid use, which that was never confirmed. uh, Didn't turn out to be true, but I made the statement on radio. I am good with drug testing and start with my child. And I had people just, undress me just go crazy i mean you have no idea the liberties and the freedoms that you are signing away when you agree to that my point along those lines is start with me start with my child you know if mm-hmm. if, if we are concerned mm-hmm. that that's an issue mm-hmm. so i don't know i could be wrong well it kind of goes back to what you yeah. said being parents today don't they're not telling the other parents this is what your kid is doing and i've seen this and it in in some ways it does take a village in, yeah. in that sense yeah. of you know people looking out for other people and when they see something say something yeah I think it takes a community you know mm-hmm. and I, again I go back to the church I go back to the faith community I was able to sneak down for the last junior high ministry mm-hmm. Wednesday night gathering mm-hmm. for the springtime mm-hmm. I was doing some work late that mm-hmm. Wednesday night and uh, I just watched as Jake allowed eighth graders to come up mm-hmm. and share words of wisdom mm-hmm. and some of the words of wisdom <laughs> you know they really weren't words of wisdom right. it's just you know comedy hour but there was some really neat perspective mm-hmm. shared. Uh, again, I'm not going to name any of the students, but a couple of them really touched me, the encouragement that they were throwing out for the fifth graders and for the sixth graders. And I think that's part of community right. and, and having that right. community and right. having that belonging. Right. And you know, I think there's far too many young people and older people that are living their lives in isolation, yeah. mm-hmm. aloneness. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we talked about that with Jim Russell, you know, a month ago mm-hmm. when we had our mm-hmm. mental health mm-hmm. awareness show and you know the the, um the epidemic of aloneness Mm -hmm. in our world Mm -hmm. today and that's why community i think is so crucial Mm -hmm. and um realizing that it's more important to be a truth teller it's more important to be transparent even if it's going to potentially cause some harm Mm -hmm. for the greater good my thought Mm -hmm. along those Mm -hmm. lines so i don't know i i don't have any answers but I know it's a scary trend that mm-hmm. we see happening. And, and I don't think we can just shrug our shoulders and say, you know, that's, well, we that, got to keep, you have to keep preaching Jesus because yes. only Jesus will heal the anger, yeah. the isolation, the loneliness, yeah. the, whatever it is that people are feeling that leads them yeah. to pick up a gun. So that's a great yeah. segue to an article that really caught my eye on, uh, on the airplane this week is from Tony Evans. Mm-hmm. 
He said, Tony Evans, African-American preacher in the Dallas, Texas area, we had his son Jonathan with us right. last year right. for the Women's Care Clinic Celebration for Life, but Tony Evans says that he thinks the U.S. is facing God's judgment mm. because far too many Christians are cultural Christians and not biblical Christians. Mm. Mm. What do you think about that? I think that's a tough statement. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's he, an in-your-face statement. Yeah, he put it out there. But here's my me. question. Is he right? I believe he could be right. Um, I believe God will only sit by so long before he says that's enough and snatches snatches you back uh, yeah. individually or collectively. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. He says what we're seeing now is conflict. The conflict is the judgment because God has been removed and the idolatry of culture, nationalism, mm-hmm. and race has replaced God's primacy in our lives. Mm-hmm. He's allowing a conflict until it gets so bad that we wake up and we look up. Hmm. Now, I'm sure there are people that are listening that uh, <laughs> they do not appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But I would tell you Tony Evans is probably one of my top 10 go-to preachers. Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, I, I think he is a person that has been given the microphone for mm-hmm. such a time as this. Mm-hmm. And Steph, anything in that article grab you? Uh, it grabbed me that the the report shows that just thirty seven percent of pastors have a biblical. Isn't worldview. that scary? Yeah. That was a Barna. Was that a Barna? I think. I believe uh, yeah, so. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's that's not just the people and, sitting in the pews. That's the pastors. So you use the term biblical worldview, mm-hmm. right? Right. So so what we mean by that is everybody has a worldview, whether you realize it or right. not. You have a worldview, but a biblical worldview would say. I'm allowing God's word to drive right. how I look at every how issue, I make my how I decisions. love at every yeah. perspective. Yeah. And yeah, 37%, that's, that's a so, pretty right. low number, right. you know? Right. Yeah. yeah, scary stuff. I think the so. part that got me was, and I'll just read what he said, from yeah. God's throne comes righteous and justice. Righteousness is the standard of right and wrong that is established by God. Justice is the equi- equitable application of God's moral law applied in society. Yeah. So one is vertical obedience, and the other is horizontal relationship. Yep. And whenever you have the vertical and the horizontal, you have the cross. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm. That was. I thought that was brilliant. That was, you can see that. Yep. He published a book last fall that was actually a series of several of his sermons called Kingdom Race Theology. Mm. And I highly recommend it. It's an easy read. It will mm. not take you long. It doesn't cost much money. You get on Amazon, have it mm-hmm. in a couple days. Mm. But um, he really says the answer, like you said earlier, is Jesus. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. whatever whatever we're facing, the answer ultimately is Jesus. And um, I like what he had to say. So I'm going to link that. Mm-hmm. We're in studio, so I can't link it right now. But mm-hmm. I'm going to link it later yeah. today. Yeah. Great, great I'd article. love to get yeah. feedback. Yeah. So, Well, hey, let's take our final break. When we come back, Steph, I've been skirting the history segment. We skirt that no more. The history segment is back. I've got three dates from about 100 years ago this time, and one of them specifically made me think of you, Stephanie. All right. We're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. IPC. Introducing Aunt B. 
She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring... This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie and Greg with our friend Bean Hahn from Second Church. And speaking of Second Church, this summer, uh, you got a new series you're going to start here soon, right? The Summer in the Sun. Summer in the Sun. It doesn't start this week. It'll start on Father's Day, June 19, which, by the way, June 19, you can come to church and you're going to get a sermon and you're going to get some worship and you're going to get a hot dog, right? Are we doing that? Is that right? A Rick Lighting hot dog. Yeah, that's a good hot dog. That's not your regular hot dog. Now, are you a hot dog fan? I'm a Rick Lighting hot okay, dog. Okay, yeah. Fan. See, like I like a hot dog. Yeah, I like see, a good I'm hot not dog. a good like if I go to a baseball game, yeah. I'm not typically getting the hot okay. dog. I'm getting the brat or the okay. Italian sausage. But a Rick Lighting hot dog, mm-hmm. that's the real deal. That's top Absolutely. Of the line. So yeah, I yeah. love that. Last year we had uh, about a hundred left over, and that was <laughs> a great that's next right. week so, at so, church. That's right. So summer in the sun. Yeah. What are you so, talking about? One of the things I was really convicted of uh, late April, early May is I think I want to spend the time. I have about 25 minutes a week mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the sermons. Mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of time looking at what did Jesus do? Mm-hmm. What did Jesus say? Mm-hmm. And I have never journeyed through the gospel of Mark consistently okay. week after week after week. I've preached from the gospel mm-hmm. of Mark, but Mark is the shortest of the gospels. A lot of people believe it really is Peter's gospel. That mm-hmm. It was the apostle Peter that told John Mark, this mm-hmm. is what I want you to write mm-hmm. down. But uh, I just spent time that week, maybe the next couple of weeks reading through it. So we're going to do, I think, 14 weeks good. looking at the first 10 chapters mm-hmm. of the Gospel of Mark. Very and good. I'm excited about it. Me yeah. too. So Me I think too. it's going to be a good time. And I don't think you can ever go wrong with a series like that where mm-hmm. we say, we're just going to journey through right. uh, this gospel mm-hmm. and see what did Jesus mm-hmm. do? Mm-hmm. What did Jesus say? And mm-hmm. why is it important for our lives? Very good. Hey, I do have some updates on some dates that are happening this Thursday, this Saturday, excuse me, June 4th, is the Love, Inc. Golf Outing. Love, Inc. is one of our great ministries in mm-hmm, town, mm-hmm. and if you'd like more information about that, you can reach out to Michael Rohall. You can find them on Facebook. Sunday's going to be a big day mm-hmm. for two reasons. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we've got a ministry fair right. in the Commons. Which so, is where you can find out if there's a place you want to serve. Get in involved, our church in our, or in our community. Right. We have a lot of community people right. that are coming in. Right. But we also have guest worship leaders. Right. Brock and Amy Thornsboro, who have, Brock grew up in this area. Yeah. Um, so I don't know them, but I've heard a lot about them. Yeah. Excellent musicians. They're yeah. going to be back. And, and we're um, even singing a song that he wrote. Is yep. that right? We sang it one year at Easter. He I wrote think that's awesome. Yeah. So that's this Sunday, Sunday. Second Church. Saturday, June 11th, served together Vermilion County. It's Mm -hmm. not too late to sign up. No, Molly and Terry continue to push that, and I'm looking forward to that day. You're going to be leading worship, is Mm -hmm. that right? At Crossroads that evening. Yeah, what time? 4.30? And then there's hot dogs. We're just in a hot dog dog mode. We've got a prison worship event that we Mm -hmm. talked about Mm -hmm. on Wednesday the 15th, and then hymnology. I heard you guys practicing on Tuesday. How was practice? It went good. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Okay, and so what is hymnology? Hymnology is just old hymns, um, some Southern Gospel stuff. Uh, We do about Maybe 12, 13 songs yeah, um, yeah. on June 26th in the evening. And we're going to feature some of the people from the Women's Care Clinic who are yeah. going to come and tell some of the stories of the hymns that we're going to sing. So normally I do that. You do that. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be there. Right. I may be on an airplane right. headed for uh, Israel, or right. I may not be. I mean, I'm going to Israel. I don't right. know if we're leaving Sunday night or Monday morning, but yeah. um, I'm excited. And we're going to also take up an offering, is right. that right, for the, uh-huh. for the Women's if, Care Clinic? If they want to. That's and, right. Yep. Again, one of the great ministries. Well, yep. hey, history segment. Okay. Three things. All of them about 100 years ago. On mm-hmm. June 4, 1919, Congress passes the 19th Amendment. Stephanie, you should love the 19th Amendment. I do love it. That women are given the right to vote yeah. back in now, 1919. I got to say, yeah. I think it's ridiculous that it took from the late 1700s to 1919 for it to yeah. happen. Yeah. But I also say... Uh, better late than not at all. Absolutely. And I'm thankful that women have the right. Not only do the women have the right to vote, we have women serving in leadership Mm -hmm. all over our country. Any thoughts? Either one of you? The more the better. Okay. (laughs) Steph? To vote. Vote. That's right. (laughs) Here's the second thing. May 31st, 1921, the Tulsa race massacre begins. Mm. I would say this is one of the most terrible moments Hmm. in our country's history. And Mm. here's the sad thing about it is I didn't even know about until mm. a couple years ago. Mm. And uh, it's probably not my teacher's fault. It's probably that I wasn't a very good student and I didn't pay attention. But I think it's important to highlight uh, low lights mm-hmm. just so we don't ever go down that road again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, the, the issue of racism is it's a scourge. It's mm-hmm. absolutely awful. And I think as people of faith, we have to be willing to rise up and say this is a dark moment in our history and let's never travel down mm-hmm. that road again. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then May 30, 1922, former President William Howard Taft, who at the time was the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, hmm. dedicates the Lincoln Memorial on the Washington Mall. Have you been to the yes. Lincoln Memorial mm-hmm. on the Washington Mall? Yes. I love being in D.C. I've mm-hmm. only done it a couple times. Mm-hmm. That might be my favorite mm-hmm. spot mm-hmm. On, the, on the mall. Uh, and it has been a site of multiple gatherings and protests. It's a site of uh, honor. Now, here's the crazy thing that I did not know. Following the assassination of Lincoln, the decision was made that we need to have a memorial in Washington, D.C., but Congress did not fund that initiative for 44 years. That's hmm, why it something. took so long wow. for it to happen. They didn't fund it till 1911, and it took them uh, 10 and a half years to construct it. Hmm. Uh, it's impressive if you've oh, never been there. Oh, man, so. it's great. Uh, yeah, I tell people all the time, if you've not been to D.C., uh, need to do it. it. And we've never done it for a, a long period of time. We've done it just for a couple days, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'd love to take a week and just lock in. There's so much to mm-hmm. see. 
yeah. at our nation's capital. I went as a high school student yeah. with my parents. My dad caught a toaster on fire in the hotel. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The, poli- the fire department wow. had come. So That's was quite there, a big thing. Were there any ramifications for that? <laughs> Did he get cited or not? His uh, toast was burned. Wow. <laughs> And that just shows you how different times were that there was actually a toaster in a hotel room. So And the blocks are huge. I, oh, I, I yeah. remember that about Washington. The yeah. huge blocks. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was too cheap to pay for a taxi. <laughs> he had to walk along. So. Well, it's good for you. It was good for you. To us. get out That's and right. to walk. I also think it's cool that you had a former president, William Howard Taft, that when he got done being president, he didn't just retire and mm-hmm. go build a museum or something. He went on to serve at the Supreme Court hmm. as the Chief Justice. Yep. Pretty cool. Hmm. Awesome. Well, well, hey, we have had a great show. We've got about a minute and a half left. Next week, we're going to be blessed to have Chris Lawler, yeah. our friend from Catlin, yeah. with us. And we're going to catch up with him mm-hmm. and just see what's happening as we get ready yeah. to move into summer. But my good news segment, I want to talk about my alma mater, Lincoln okay. Christian University, uh, going through a lot of changes, mm-hmm. uh, embracing a new educational model and just frankly, it's not ideal. You know, it's not a situation that is a best case scenario. But um, even though this might not seem like good news, I was really thankful for our friend David Upchurch. Mm-hmm. He spent most of the day in Danville with us yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we host a quarterly minister's lunch, and he mm-hmm. was there for that. Mm-hmm. Spent some time one-on-one with some ministers in the area. But he came back last night and did a presentation. We had 18 that came mm-hmm. out. And just his passion for what Lincoln has been up to this point in time and the fact that they're trying to retool in a way Mm -hmm. that will keep them relevant for years to come uh, just made me really thankful. He was emotional at Mm -hmm. times. You know, there's emotion that was shared with Mm -hmm. it. But uh, one of the reasons I'm where I am today is because of my alma mater. And again, is it ideal? It is not ideal. Mm -hmm. But I'm thankful for people like David that Mm -hmm. come out and... um, Thankful for the people from our uh, community that came out just to learn Mm -hmm. more about Mm -hmm. it. And we hope that this new educational model is productive and positive. Sometimes you have to shift and pivot. That's exactly right. (laughs) That's exactly right. So on behalf of Mm -hmm. Bean Han, one of our direct line sponsors, and Stephanie Spangler, this is Greg Taylor saying thank you so much for listening to Direct Line, and we'll see you next week.